My name is Noah. I'm Ava. I'm Jack. I'm Luke. I'm Steven. I'm Lillian. I'm Carly. We're the HAEA Youth Leadership Council, and this is the Beyond HAE Podcast. This youth-produced podcast is brought to you thanks to the support of the U.S. Hereditary Angioedema Association, a patient advocacy organization serving the needs of the HAE patient and caregiver community. Hey guys, this is Sydney, and I'm your host for today. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm 22 years old. Before we get started, I wanted to share an inspiring quote with you. Every single ordinary person has an extraordinary story. Today, I'm going to do a question and answer session with Lisa Facciola. Lisa is an HAE patient, and she is also coordinator for the HAE Youth Support Program. I'm really excited to jump in and get to know Lisa better. Let's get started. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Sydney. How are you? I'm doing pretty good today. How are you doing? I'm good. You ready to answer some questions? Sure. Okay, first one. Where are you from? So I live in San Diego, California. I was born and raised here close to the beach. Awesome. How old were you when you were diagnosed? So I was about 12 years old when I was diagnosed and I was really lucky because um, I hadn't had any symptoms before that. um, And I was diagnosed after my mom was also diagnosed. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're pretty young. I think that's about when I started having symptoms, but I think I was a little older when I finally got diagnosed. It was interesting because literally one year after my diagnosis, I started having symptoms. So we were able to like put a reason to it, which was good. Wow. Yeah. This next question, if you want to share like a little story about the first time you met someone else with HAE. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because the first time I met someone else, well, you know, my mom has HAE. So obviously I had met her, but you know, it's not the same when you know your parent as opposed to someone else your age. So the first time I met someone else with HAE, it was actually at an HAEA conference long before I was very involved with them. I went to their events and I met this other girl there and we were able to, well, I was able to, for the first time, talk to someone about, you know, weird things like finding a vein, (laughs) (laughs) right? And, And things that my friends at home just, you know, I never even talked to them about because they just wouldn't understand. So um, it was pretty cool, actually. And I think that was the first time that I realized that there were other people my age out there who are going through the same thing. The first time I met somebody was my own age with HAU was at it, a conference as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it's so rare. Nobody, it's not likely that you're going to meet someone in your daily life, you know, not like, you know, oh, I have diabetes and you meet someone and they have it too. This is so much Mm -hmm. more rare. So those events really provide a cool opportunity to meet other people. Okay, I've got another question for you. Tell me about a time that you overcame an HAE challenge. Everybody has HAE challenges. So tell me about a time you overcame one. So the first thing that comes to my mind was when I was, gosh, I think I was 18 or 19. And at the time, my dad had been giving me my medication. You know, he had been accessing my veins for me. And my girlfriend and I were wanting to go to Europe. We're like, we're going to go to Europe. This is going to be amazing. My dad was like, well, what are you going to do about your medication? So I was like, I'm going to learn, you know, I'm going to learn how to do this. (laughs) I was feeling... 
yeah, I was feeling super nothing's motivated. Nothing's going to stop you. Exactly. Like nothing's going to get between me and Europe. So um, we had like this nurse come over. She kind of gave me some instruction. And so I felt kind of like I was prepared. I had access to vein once or twice before I left. And, but I kind of was winging it. You know, I took all my medication, me and my girlfriend, we flew across the world and we're like cruising around Europe, having the time of our lives. And I hadn't gotten in tech, but then we got to Rome and like, it was really hot there. I remember it was so hot and, you know, heat can sometimes be a trigger for your HAE. Mm-hmm. You know, I, do you respond to heat a lot? Yes, I do. Okay. Texas is very hot. <laughs> yeah. And so it's really tough. And so I woke up one morning and I like knew I was having an attack and I was like, dude, nothing is going to get between me and Rome. You know, like <laughs> I'm going to make You're this on vacation, happen, right? <laughs> like I'm going to make this happen. So, um, I like laid out all my medicine and we're in this hostel. I waited for everyone to leave the room, laid out all my medicine. I was like, I got this. I'm going to do this. And the first poke that I did, like, I didn't get it. So like, I started getting a little anxiety and like my, I started to like breathe a little heavier. I think the pressure was on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) and then I like tried again. And I think I tried maybe like another time after that and I didn't get my vein. So at this time point, I'm like kind of panicking, thinking like, oh my goodness, like what's going to happen? You know, that anxiety really like sets in. And, and I took a break and I drank some water and I was like, okay, I'm going to try again. And as after I tried again, like I could feel my hand shaking, shivering as I was trying to like, you know, do this. And I didn't get the vein. And my mind immediately started like thinking like, this what attack is not going to ruin my day. Like, what do I have to do? <laughs> so I, I went downstairs and I asked the lady where the closest clinic was. And I had my diagnosis letter with me, which is always super important to have when you travel. So me and my girlfriend were like walking the streets of Rome. I have my medicine. I'm like, going to make this happen. We get to this clinic and they were really nice. They read my diagnosis letter. They hooked me up and got a vein right away. And I laid there on this hospital gurney as I was getting my medication. And I looked up and I saw these like ancient paintings on the ceiling. And like this clinic had been in like a historical building. It's funny out of everything that I remember looking up and seeing those paintings more than anything. So, you know, I I had to think on the fly and think really quickly about how I was going to solve that problem. And I did. And I feel like it was a major accomplishment for me and my first real strides towards being independent in my care. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing such an inspirational and personal story. Yeah. Thank you for asking me about it. And thank you for being our special guest today on the podcast. I hope today's question and answer got all the listeners thinking about your own story. Maybe you can relate to Lisa's story about self-infusing. Or maybe your story is completely different. But like the quote said, everybody has an extraordinary story to tell. So thank you for tuning in today. We'd like to give a special shout out to Zach for mixing the beats that you heard in today's podcast. And for updates about our podcast, or if you want to connect with the HAE Youth community, follow us on Instagram at at HAE Youth. See you next time. We would like to thank... 
BioChrist and Takeda for sponsoring this episode. <laughs>